Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. This is the second in a two-part episode of the podcast addressing the tradition of bar and bat mitzvah, this wonderful tradition we have, and a tradition which is so beloved by our people and respected by those outside the Jewish community. And I want to explore a bit why that's the case. What's so special about it? What's so magical about it? Last week, I talked about the fact that the words bar and bat mitzvah refer to the individual himself or herself, that upon reaching a certain age, a person becomes obligated to observe the commandments. And I want to start with that point. There are a lot of people who will ask, is it really true that at a bar or bat mitzvah, or when a child reaches that age, they say, I am a man, or I am a woman in the eyes of the Jewish community. I'm an adult in the eyes of the Jewish community. Well, the answer is yes in many ways. The obligation to observe the commandments now is an obligation on the young person, him or herself, as opposed to on his or her parents. That individual can then lead part of the service, which we'll get to in a few moments, count in the minion as one of the adult members of the community. But of course, they're not really adults, and we understand that. So can a person at age 13 really understand what it means to take on the obligation of the commandments? And is that really what happens in the real world? And I would answer that by saying not really. I see bar and bat mitzvah as the beginning of the process of accepting, or in some cases, we hope not, but truthfully, rejecting the obligation to observe the commandments. Think about it. Not many 13-year-olds are ready to say to their parents, I want to start keeping kosher, or I want to start observing Shabbat, or I understand you've been keeping kosher all along, but I'm not going to do it anymore. Usually, that doesn't happen. Now, it does happen in certain cases, and parents have to deal with it when it does, but more than likely, what is happening is that the, the 13-year-old is going to continue to go along with whatever have been the traditions of the family. But there are some ideas that have been planted through the process of bar bat mitzvah. Maybe they're the ideas of, this means something more to me in terms of the obligation than my family has exercised over the years, and as I grow older, I'm going to become more committed to observing the traditions. I can't make the changes necessarily in my life right now. I'm not ready to do that, but I can start to think about it. And on the other hand, there are times where young people will say, I just don't see my commitment to Judaism in the same way as my parents did. And while I'm living in their house, I have to observe their traditions, and nobody is going to say to a 13-year-old, at least I don't think you should, do whatever you want regarding these issues. But clearly, there is a certain amount of independence that is starting to grow. And eventually, that young person is going to decide on his or her path to observing or not observing the commandments. And I think that that's really what Barambat Mitzvah signifies. It's the beginning of that process. So Jewish tradition and Jewish law would recognize that individual as a, quote, adult in terms of an equal status of obligation, equal level of obligation with the rest of the adult community, but clearly they are an adult in formation. They're not there yet. 
And this is the beginning of that process. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important that even though the young person may not be at the age where they really truly understand the entire meaning of obligation in Jewish tradition, and some people would argue, therefore, we should put Shvarim by Mitzvah off to later years. The reason it said 13 was that was the way it was done in, in 2,000 years ago when lifespans were different and, and the reality of life were different. People were going off to work at age 14 or 15. I understand all that. And there's a tendency to say, why don't we push Bar Bat Mitzvah off until an obligation can really be understood? And I reject that idea. Because I think what Barabat Mitzvah signifies for us is the beginning of that phase where the child, now a young adult, is starting to form an independent approach to Jewish tradition and to life in general. And I'm going to return to that a little bit later. So that's one of the things that I think is really important to express about Barabat Mitzvah. But now I want to talk about the ceremony we call Barabat Mitzvah, which I referred to last time as shorthand for the occasion at which the young person expresses the fact that he or she has become a bar bat mitzvah by participating in the synagogue service. That's not always what's done to recognize bar bat mitzvah status, but it, it, most of the time it is. Most of the time it takes place in the context of a synagogue service. Why is it so special? And why is it so important? And why is it so beloved and respected? And I think the reason, and I came to this conclusion after talking with people who came to visit the synagogue to experience a bar bat mitzvah who had never experienced that before, and what they told me about what made it so special, and what I felt as a parent when our son and our daughter celebrated their bar bat mitzvahs. I think that one of the secrets of why bar bat mitzvah is so special and so unique is because everything that happens during that service and during the process is counterintuitive to the average 13-year-old. Now, I'm painting with a broad brush. You'll see that not every 13-year-old fits into the, uh, the, the, the characteristics that I'm going to present, but many do. First of all, most 13-year-olds do not want to be the center of attention. Now, there are those who are performers. We know that. But for many 13-year-olds, the idea of standing up in front of a group of people and, and projecting who they are by chanting, by singing, by standing, so to speak, in the proverbial spotlight is not something they seek. And yet what we're saying to them is you are important as an individual. And people and you, who you are as an individual, is worthy of respect and worthy of people giving you the attention, especially at during the time of Barabbat Mitzvah services where you share who you are with the congregation. Most Barabbat Mitzvahs today include the Barabbat Mitzvah young person delivering a Devar Torah, a speech based upon the Torah portion of the Haftarah, the reading of the prophets that they read. And when I worked with kids, and I know that this is done in synagogues around the country, around the world, I would tell the kids, we want to hear what you think. We don't want to hear what your parents think. We don't want to hear what your teachers taught you. We want you to take what your parents taught you, what your teachers taught you, what I as a rabbi taught you, and we want you to, to, to make it your own. We want you to make these texts your own. We want you to, to, we want to learn from you. 
it's counterintuitive for the average 13-year-old to think that people really want to hear what they have to say. Most of the time, and I mean this somewhat facetiously, we like to tell our 13-year-olds to just keep quiet. But this is an occasion where we want them to talk and we want to hear what they have to say. And we want to hear how they've learned and differentiated from what they've learned to who they are and who they envision themselves being. It's a magical moment when the Barabbat Mitzvah teaches the congregation through the Devar Torah. And, and I look forward to it every time. I did when I was working as a rabbi and working with the kids on these speeches. And I do when I'm a congregant listening to a speech for the first time. In addition to this, we're asking the, the, the young people to think beyond themselves, something that 13-year-olds don't often do. Usually there's a lot of self, uh, self, self-centeredness that goes on with being a 13-year-old. It's a tough time of life. And, and survival is important. And a lot of that time means that I want to get through the day and I have to worry about everything I do. I have to worry about what image I'm projecting, etc. And, and I get wrapped up in myself as a 13-year-old. And we're telling them, look at a community that needs you. Look at the community that you're part of. And not only look at the community you're part of now, but another thing that 13-year-olds tend to do, and again, painting with a broad brush, is they is, is, is living very much in the moment, not thinking about long-term implications of what they do. You know, they may say, I want to do X and Y when I grow up, but that's usually just a, 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 an idea. They're usually interested, again, in getting through the day, and we're telling them there's more to life than that. There's a past you can learn from and a future that you can shape. So I think one of the things that makes Bar and Bat Mitzvah as special as it is, as unique as it is, as important as it is, is telling our kids that there's something more than how they see their world as a 13-year-old. That they can break out of self-centeredness. They can break out of the only thing that's important is getting through this day. and They can look into the future and they can teach us. And we value them as an individual, which is why I went through last week a whole thing of what the plural of Barabbat Mitzvah is. This is an individual experience. And even if it's celebrated with two individuals or even three, if there are triplets, let's say, at the same time, we have to look at each of our kids as individuals. One size of Barabbat Mitzvah does not fit all. And, and in congregations, there's precedent issues you have to worry about, but you really need, as parents, as, as teachers, to emphasize the individuality, uniqueness of each individual young person. And that's what makes Bar and Bat Mitzvah so special. It's their opportunity to be themselves and for us to learn from them. And I want to share with you one other idea. And I love doing this podcast for many reasons. One of them is it makes me think about things that I've taught over the years and reframe them a little bit. And I want to share with you an idea that just came to me the day before I, I recorded this podcast. I've been thinking about this idea for a long time, but hadn't been able to find the right words that I think I did. I want you to think about the milestones we go through with our children dropping them off at school for the first time, dropping them off at summer camp perhaps for the first time, sitting in the back seat of the car while they take their driving test 
dropping them off at college, walking them, God willing, to the chuppah. What's, what binds all of those together is distance, separation. Think about it. We drop our kids off at school, they're away from us for the first time. We drop them off at summer camp, they're really away from us for the first time. We sit in the back of the car and we know that even though they'll be coming home with us, they're going to be a completely different child because now they have wheels, so to speak. They, they can move away from us. Dropping them off at school, at college, certainly, and certainly bringing them to the chuppah. All of those milestones involve distance. But think about the bar bat mitzvah. Child goes up on the bima and comes off as a different individual. I believe this, and I'll explain my own experience with this in a few moments. They come off as a different individual, having gone through this process, having been, having stood up before the congregation, having taught the congregation, etc. But it's not a physical distance because they're going to come home with their family. And they're going to be part of the family still. It doesn't connote separation. Why is this important? Because in all of those other situations, we as parents can take a step back and say, well, let the school handle my first grader. They'll still be the same kid at home. Or let the counselors at camp figure out how to deal with them. When they come home, we'll take it over again. With Barabat Mitzvah, we are forced, and it's such a good thing, to realize that our children are different when they come off the bima and they're coming home with us, and we have to be the ones who connect with that difference, who appreciate that difference, and change our own way of looking at this young person. It, let me give you just a very, very specific example. We always walked to shul as a family when our kids were younger, as long as the weather permitted it. We always were walking to shul and walking back from services on Shabbat morning. And as our kids grew, the walk turned out to be a little bit different. At first, we stopped at the playground along the way, and the kids would climb the little wall that was on, on, alongside one of the streets. We walked and walk on top of the wall, and we would hold their hands. And then they might walk with their friends a little bit ahead of us, but we were with them. But it was always walking together. On the day of our son's bar mitzvah, on the Shabbat morning of our son's bar mitzvah, the rest of the congregation had left. My wife and our daughter had gone home to prepare the house for some guests we were having in the afternoon. And our son and I walked to Shul, walked back home from Shul as we had done so often. But as I looked at him as I walked on, I realized he was a different person than I was used to. He was no longer that little kid. He was growing. He was becoming more independent. And I was walking alongside him and he alongside me, but the relationship had changed. Not magically at that moment, but I appreciated it at that moment because I had seen my young son stand on the bima as a bar mitzvah with the attention of the congregation and teaching the congregation. So I think that one of the magical aspects of bar and mitzvah and one of the things that makes it so critical for parents and for families is that we are forced to recognize the fact that our young person going physically 
through the process of becoming an adult, emotionally beginning that process of independence, that we have to relate to them differently. And Barambat Mitzvah is the perfect time for this to come as, as clear as it could possibly come, that we as parents are going to relate to our children differently than we did when they were six, seven, or 10 years old. And we don't have the distance to, to, to give us that space to say, well, they're going to be the, that way when they're in school, but they're going to come home the same person. No, they are different. And we have to be parents of a different individual, of a, growingly, of a growing independent individual, of a soon-to-be adult individual. And that's one of the magical aspects of Barabat Mitzvah. It makes us realize that we are experiencing a transition as well as are our children. I hope that this two-part series has helped you to think more about Bar and Bat Mitzvah and how special and how magical it is. Until next time, thank you.